Hey everyone, how are you doing today? Thank you so much for joining me once again on Solutions with Anna Donahue. I've got a powerful part one and part two for next week of this teaching. We did it for the kickoff to the new year and it's called Positioning for Your New. There are things we all want to do and things God wants to do for us. They've been written in heaven from the foundations of the earth. But there are times we have to get in the proper position to handle those things. So that's what we're going to go over today. Part one and then part two. A couple things, though, to warm that up. Some things I shared at the conference that I just really want to get on tape and that I think you will appreciate. A quote that I love from Smith Wigglesworth. Listen to this truth. He says, if you have to get ready when opportunity comes your way, you're too late. Opportunity does not wait, not even while you pray. You must not have to get ready. Here's where he's going with this. You have to live ready. His point is don't waste any time. Get ready now. Get positioned for that new thing that God wants to bring into your world. You know he wants to bring it because it's stirring within you. He's stirring within you. Amen. But like Smith Wigglesworth said, don't wait for it. Get ready now because it's going to come. Boy, that's a word for someone. Get in your position now. And I'm going to describe to you what that could be. But opportunity is going to come knocking on your door. You want to be ready for when it comes. I said to the audience, I said, what would you fill in the blank if I said to you, by this time next year? I said to a group of young people last night, I said, that could put you in bondage, which I don't want it to, but it also can be very freeing, very liberating to, to get your wheels turning. Bondage because by this time next year, if this doesn't happen, well, then I'm out of here. Don't do, I'm not trying to do any of that on you. I've done all that. But by this time next year, something in the area of growth, change, that you would like to see happen and chances are it will require something of you to get you in position by this time next year. Amen? Just start thinking. Smith Wigglesworth's quote, by this time next year. And then I challenged our audience. I said, you know, God spoke to our family, really, and we're using the word intentional a lot around here. Uh, intentional, on purpose. Did God give you a word for your new year? I'd love for you to type that in. Some of you typed in the word growth uh, a couple shows ago. Last night, some of the girls, same word was growth. What did God tell you for 2022 to be on the lookout for, to be watching, to be intentional about? There's another quote that I love from a guy named Jack Hayford years ago. But as we go into positioning for your new, I want you to think of this quote. It'll be on your screen. God's intended place for you, talking about position, as announced over and over in his word, is benevolently planned. See, I love all that. Benevolent. It's kind. It's generous. It's planned with high promise and purpose. God's intended place for you, over and over in his word, you'll see it, is benevolently planned, thought out, gracious, kind, Jesus is kind. It has high promise, that place for you, and purpose, positioning for your new. 
I was also studying. I did started doing this around Christmas time. And I'm, I marvel at the fact that God's getting all of us back to the way it was intended in the garden, in chapters 1 and 2, Genesis. He's getting us conformed to his image. And positioning for your new is taking you back to that original plan. What did God think in his mind when he created you? There's a plan. He's positioning you now for that plan. It's going to be kind. It's going to be gracious because Jesus is kind. He's got a plan, though, and he's positioning you. How do we do it? How do we get conformed to God's image? How do we get back to the way it was intended to be? How do we, I should say, how do we cooperate with God? God's in. God's got the plan. He went to the cross. He rose again. He gave gifts to man. He put himself inside of you when you know Jesus. How do we get there? I've got two ways that I'm going to take part one on one of the ways. Show number two next week will be the second way. Is just an example of how do you get in position for your new. I did a study out of 1 Kings. I love King David. So it prompted me to look to David's son, Solomon. And now I'm going to start giving you one of the ways of how to position for your new. But we need to look at Solomon to see what we don't want to end up doing to be in position for our new. King David wanted so badly to build a temple for God. He wanted so badly that the children of Israel have a place to go to worship. So what they did, brothers and sisters, they would go to what's called the high places. Those literally were places higher terrain than your normal ground level, and they would worship God. Now, here's the danger. Not only did the children of Israel worship Jehovah on the high places, all the surrounding nations and pagans started worshiping their false gods on this high place as well. So David said, that's it. I want to build a temple. Well, God wouldn't let him build the temple because he said, David, you had too much bloodshed in your life. And, you know, David was a mighty warrior. He said, but I'm going to give the assignment to your son, Solomon. He stirs Solomon's heart. Man, Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived. He started out well. Let's look at this. First Kings will be on your screen. Chapter 10, verses 23 and 24. King Solomon was greater in riches and wisdom than all the other kings of the earth. The whole world, at that time, the then known world, sought an audience with Solomon to hear the wisdom that God had put in his heart. This man found huge favor with God. This is David's son, Solomon. Well, time goes on. Solomon accepts the assignment to build the temple for the children of Israel to have a place to worship. Took him seven years to build that temple. Now, oh, I have recorded a prayer that he did out of 1 Kings chapter 8, verse 58. This is the prayer Solomon prayed. May he, God, turn our hearts to him to walk in obedience and keep the commands, the decrees, and the laws that he gave to our ancestors. Started out great, Solomon, Solomon. Your heart's right at this point. Great. Talking about positioning for your new. Something was happening, though, in Solomon's heart. There was an area of deep sin that he didn't confront. I want you to hear this. It was hurting his relationship with God. 
Here he is building the temple. Children of Israel have a place to worship now, free from the heathen. Solomon, let's look at what his sin was. 1 Kings chapter 11, verse 1. King Solomon, however, loved many foreign women besides Pharaoh's daughter. He loved the Moabites. He loved the Ammonites. He loved the Edomites. He loved the Sidonians. He loved the Hittites. Solomon, you have a wife. There's this area in your life that's going to cause you to turn from God. Let's look at Deuteronomy. These will be on your screen. I'm getting to my point here about positioning for your new. Chapter 7, 3 through 6 out of Deuteronomy. God said, do not intermarry with them. Do not give your daughters to their sons or take their daughters for your sons. Verse 4. Why? For they will turn your children away from following me to serve other gods. And the Lord's anger will burn against you and you and will quickly destroy you. Solomon, don't do this. Don't keep going to these foreign women. It's going to turn your heart. Come on, Solomon, you built the temple. Come on. This is what you're to do. Break down their altars. Remember those high places? Solomon, break them down. Get rid of them. They're a temptation for the children of Israel to still want to climb the steps and worship there and mix with the pagan countries who are worshiping false gods there. Solomon, tear those down. You got a temple now. Get rid of it all. Clean house. Positioning for your new. I wish I could tell you that he did it. <sighs> Cut down the Asherah poles, continues in Deuteronomy. Burn all idols. Burn all idols in fire. If you don't want to do a bonfire in your backyard, burn them. Do something, do something drastic with something. What's an idol? It's holding a place of passion in your heart and in your mind other than God himself being there. Get rid of it. Cast it out. Take it and throw it in the garbage can if it's a physical thing. If it's a spiritual thing, if it's a lust thing, if it's something that's taken you down, seek God. Get help. Put yourself in a position to resist. So here we go. First Kings chapter 11, 2 through 3. I, I just feel so badly about what I'm about to say to you, but I'm trying to give you a lesson about how to position for your new. Those high places, those things Solomon should have torn down, that law of command that said do not intermarry with them, he didn't obey. First Kings chapter 11, 2 through 3, those women were from the nations about which the Lord had told the Israelites, you must not intermarry with them, repeating, because they'll turn your hearts after other gods. Nevertheless, Solomon held fast to them in love. Folks, he had 700, 700 wives, 300 concubines. The scripture says those wives led him astray. No joking aside, but don't you want to kind of go, I guess so? 1 Kings 11, verse 4, as Solomon grew old, his wife turned his heart. Just what God predicted would happen after other gods, and his heart was not fully devoted to the Lord. He had 700, so his heart went fully devoted to God. 700. Uh, as the heart of David, his father, had been. The kingdom was then taken away from Solomon. His son then divided the kingdom. 
And the Bible says the kings that followed his legacy, many did evil in the sight of the Lord. It matters what you're doing. It matters to get yourself in position to receive what God wants to give to you. So my question to you, as I kind of start bringing this to a close, are there high places in your world that God has a position for you, but he's saying, get that out so I can bring you the new. I'm going to pause a minute. This is some serious stuff. We're 2022 now. Be thinking. You got through 2020, COVIDville. You got through 2021, Southeast Louisiana fought Hurricane Ida stuff. The economy, you know, we can name a, a gazillion things. But above all those gazillion things, God's on the throne and he's got a new for you. What's high in your mind maybe? It is positioning itself above the knowledge of God. Maybe it's a fear thing. Maybe you're so afraid to do something and it's positioned itself above God. You got to get alone with God and you got to get that thing out so God can bring you his new. One more scripture as we kind of bring this to a close. Second Corinthians, you guys know this, 10.5. Demolish arguments and ideas and every high and mighty philosophy. It's pitting itself against the knowledge of the one true God. Do you know even at my age and as many years as I've walked with God, I have to do this. It's not as often, thank you, Lord, but I, I will get tested in this. I got tested in this around Christmas where I had to go, woo, that thing is exalting itself in my mind, in the recording in my mind, above the truth. And the Holy Spirit had to quicken me and say, get it out. So I repented. I said, God, I'm so sorry. That is a high thing, exalting itself. Take prisoner. Literally picture that you took that thought and you made it a prisoner of every thought. Every emotion. Oh, my gosh. I don't have time on this broadcast. Have you taken prisoner faulty emotions that are emoting out or emoting up above what God wants to do? Are you sub? doing those things to the obedience of God. <sighs> Just think about it. It's some serious stuff. You could pray this prayer as we close out that David prayed. I love this. He said, Lord, give me in Psalm 51, I think it's out of the message or maybe the voice Bible translation. Give me a Genesis one week and make something out of the chaos of my life. Why did he quote Genesis 1? Because that's when the Spirit of God hovered over the chaos and, and formed things out of Genesis 1 and 2. So David says in Psalm 51, I am so sorry, God. Change it. I yield. I surrender. Would that be your prayer today? I want to pray with you. Father God, I thank you that as we all look to you, we're excited about our new. You've got a great plan, Father. But Lord, we may have to do some things to be in position to receive the new. We may have attitudes. We may, we may be speaking, you know, incorrectly over someone. We may be harboring unforgiveness. 
bitterness. It jumps in. And Father, like you told Solomon, get it down and get it out. Help us. Help us do it, God. Give us, give us the ability. You promise you will. And then we'll be in position for your name. We love you, God. Thank you for the opportunity, God, and the umpteenth chances to get it right. We love you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. I, again, I feel the presence of God right here in this room. I hope you feel the presence of God wherever you're watching from. Take this seriously. If you need to rewatch this program, I encourage you to do so. I bring part two in next week where another thing to do to be in position is to allow the pruning that God wants to do in your life to take place. I'm going to talk about that next week. But, uh, hey, any announcements? My goodness, really one main one. And that's for uh, anyone out there. I was going to say locals, but really we have someone coming in from Florida. I do a women's retreat. We will be at the Marriott Grand Hotel in Fairhope, Alabama, March 10th through the 12th. You are invited. Now, at the time of this airing will be the last day where you could get a discounted room rate. So take advantage of that. Go to anadonyministries.com and register. After that, you can still register, but we cannot promise any discounts. But it's a blast. It's entitled Flourish. I'm working on all kinds of teachings and Got people lined up who are going to encourage you to flourish in your journey. That's what God wants. He wants us to stand strong. He's given us the ability to do so. Amen. So look, we've prayed. I hope these are a blessing to you. Always like us on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You'll never miss a show. I think we gained uh, new subscribers last week, I saw. You will get alerted each time we go live, and it's important because you get to keep up. If you've missed a show, just go back. Just go to Anna Donahue on YouTube and watch these shows. Feed, feed, fill yourself up. I said to a group of young girls last night, <clears throat> we talked about how do you rebuild trust when it's been broken? And one of the girls said, you know what? I need consistency. And she says, I need to feed off of the word of God to show that even though a human has maybe breached my trust, God won't. And she had to feed off of that truth so that she can go back out there. Great advice, great wisdom. So anyway, I hope you enjoyed that, and uh, we love you. Thank you. Man, you guys, we are hearing from, it's so fun. We got people watching from all around the country, and that's so fun for us. And it tells me that um, you're getting ministered to, and that's what we want to do. So thank you for joining us. Look, I will, I will sign off for now, and I want you to join us next week for part two of positioning for your new. Amen. God bless.